Hello, everybody. Today is episode five of Existential, and we talk about a really, really interesting topic. We talk about the universe and its spatio-temporal qualities, the two pillars of what makes up our physical universe. But before we continue, I want to give a brief thanks to our sponsor. All right, so we're back. So really interesting topic. So today we want to talk about what literally makes up the universe. So space and time. The term spatio-temporal, spatio sounds like obviously space, and temporal means time, right? Like, for example, perhaps in Spanish, tiempo means time. Temporal means time. So spatio-temporal universe, that's where we live. Heliocentric is we live around the sun. Spatio-temporal is space and time. We'll talk about heliocentric a little later. So these are literally the two pillars of our existence. Without one of these things, without one of these pillars, our the where you walk would not exist and the time that you live in would not be there. They work seamlessly with one another. So we want to explore a little bit what kind of manifestations come with come with this balance, right? Come with the reason that we're really in this universe. Uh, so number one, which is I find really interesting, is to cite an event. When you cite an event, for example, if I asked you to remember a certain point in time, you need a space and time. You need a space and scenery to remember it, and it also had to be in a certain time. If, for example, if I tell you to remember the birthday party that happened last year, you remember the birthday party, the scenery, and the time last year, right? So it's these two elements of our universe that help us locate and direct certain parts of our universe and where we want to uh, where we want to reference to. So this goes for this goes really for anything. Uh, when you're looking for a when you're looking for a word, you look in the dictionary. Wherever you need a whenever you need to be reminded of something, you always look to the source. When you need to be reminded of the birthday party, you look that happened last year, you look no further than the actual source of the universe, what space and time, where was it and when was it? Um, so interestingly, during to in the world we'll get into this topic a little bit uh, a little bit later. So if you cite an event based on time, right, you only need or I'm sorry, uh, I take that back. I'm sorry. If you need, if you're doing space, right? If you re reference a a a point, uh, if you reference like a birthday party, right? If you re reference something, an event in the term of space, not in the term of time. In a, if you reference something in the term of time, it would be remember uh, November seventeenth of uh, twenty sixteen, right? That would be a that would be a a. Um, an event reference based on time, but we're talking about space now. And that means that if I tell you, hey, remember the birthday party? During time, you would have to look through literally every X, Y coordinate in the universe to be able to locate something that happened on the date, right? It's always the opposite. If I'm locating, if I'm locating space, there needs to be time involved. As conversely with time, if I'm citing any point in time, I need it to have a certain space because it can because time is unlike space one dimensional there are 
infinite amount of xy uh, coordinates in the universe but there's only one track linear track of time it's you know one two three four right and so it's these it's, it's a linear it's a, it just literally uh, time is expressed in a linear fashion it's it's one two three it's one dimensional as opposed to space it is literally unlimited so that's that's why it's always easier to cite something during time because time is one dimensional if i tell you november 17th of 2016 you immediately there's one date there is no there is uh, uh november 16th here november 16th there it's the same universal six, uh, november 16th right as opposed to space if i tell you uh, remember the birthday party right while you may have a, a you know a, a bold recollection of the birthday party right you, your mind still has to sort to some capacity uh because there are a million there, there million oh my god there are an infinite and there are an infinite amount of of uh xy coordinates in this universe an infinite amount right so that literally can mean anything so that's why it's always easier to cite something during time and uh you know these forces as i said earlier work seamlessly with one another uh you know we can get into physics and see literally to what extent or, or how dependent how heavily dependent they they really work against one another uh but you know again it is uh how do we so how do we balance out the fact that time is the easier uh is logically easier to what is what is the time right now we just gave a logical argument as to why time is the much easier reference way to reference any event right now here is the here's the opposing argument so now right now time is the time is the one reference point that because it's one dimensional easiest to reference now what is the opposite what is the other argument for it for for space you know why is space the best way to remember something well we are beings of senses right and our at our unadulterated uh, core you know we are beings of need and beings of desire uh and you know and there is a there is a very interesting an eye-opening uh, metaphor uh in the given by uh, in in Jewish circles, and it goes something like this, right? So there is, so when a newborn is born, uh, you'll see his hands are kind of flailing and squeezing the air, but his hands are mostly open, right? And that motion of kind of squeezing with just his fingers, kind of like trying to meet his palm, right? That is a that is a universal kind of uh, way you can tell if an infant wants something. When a baby wants something, it kind of squeezes it, like give me right that is that is the infant right however when it is when it when someone dies their hands go from open and their hands close their hands open when they're little because they're ready to give and they're right i'm sorry they're ready to take and need and and be cared for and when they're adults once they've gone through everything that they needed to in this world once they've had their experiences and everything they've given back taking is for kids giving is for adults that's why relationships are for adults not for kids uh but anyway uh go, sorry to get off on that little bit of a tangent right but the 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 whole point of the metaphor is that 
at our unadulterated core. That's what I mean. When when we're if you know we're not affected by society, we're not affected by by growing up. We're we're kind of impervious to the to the normal uh, the normal course of action uh, people go through when they go from uh, being people of uh, being people of need to people who reciprocate and give. Uh, right, we uh, we kind of uh, see. I mean, we, the way we express this desire, right, in our unadulterated core, we are beings of need and desire, and we ex we express this desire through uh, sight, right, sight mainly. Whatever our main, whatever our primary, uh, our primary senses, right. Probably prob for me, it's got to be sight. Um, we see it and we need it. Sight is the sight is how we again how we uh, in, interpret and affirm our realities. So uh, we you know when we give sight, sight gives something character. Time doesn't. Time is again time is one dimensional. Space gives something. Space and vision give something character. When I am looking at my notes or when I am looking at my computer, I am interpreting it. I am looking. At the dimensions, the, there, there, are, it, it is a multifaceted uh, sight. There are many, many angles to it, and many places I can actually interpret it. As opposed to time, it's a singular, linear, uh, something linear. And it comes to it, it begs the question: What is actually easier to recall? Something that is singular and one-dimensional, one single fact, or something that has many to remember but you can remember it all based off one thing right so for example there are probably i mean there i can't even put a number on the amount of uh, angles and shadows or whatever it is that on my computer and right in front of me that i can't right but if you just tell me if i just remember the 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 mouse pad i can remember easily computer right so there which one is easier to recollect something that has a singular reference point like time just November 16th, 2016, November 17th, right? Or something that has many reference points and all I need is one to remember it, like the mouse pad and I remember my computer, right? So if it's time, it's it's singular. If it's time, it's a singular reference point, one date. If it's space, there are many, many elements in that site that allow me to remember it, right? There is, oh, I remember, oh yeah, I remember the scenery. I remember the lights. I remember the, the attraction, the scenery, Right, I remember the the way the walls. I remember the lighting. I remember the noise. I remember the sound. I remember the feeling of it. Right, there is a visual. This is why you know we repeat memories through their visual counterparts. We give character and we understand and interpret our reality through, uh, through sight and through scenery. Um, so you know when we talk. So whenever I ask you about something, right, I always ask you to visualize the counterpart right and you would think that the lesser there is to remember the easier it's going to be to remember um well unfortunately clearly that is an, an incorrect idea because if i did right if i asked you to remember november 16th right you don't immediately you're not a robot you can't immediately flash back to a date rather your mind can your mind remembers other things your mind your mind remembers scenery that made a larger impact right your the uh your mind your um oh god what's it called there's a part in your mind that's going to come to me there's a part in the mind that opens up when there are emotional events right and it's not the time that you remember it's the it's the angles of the 
It is the angles of the reality that, oh, I see. There are, there are different parts of it. There is There are the walls, the scenery, the way you remember, the way you picture something remembers it. So we come to understand from here that something that has many reference points is easier to remember than something that has a singular reference point. The more there is to remember, the easier it is to remember it. Very counterintuitive idea. Now, uh, we also have to understand another point. Really interesting here. But before we dive into something else, I want to uh, give another brief thanks to our sponsor. All right, so we're back. Uh, so I want to really introduce a, a really interesting point. Our mind, this kind of backs up the, the space argument and not the time argument. The human has a sense for tangibility. People like tangibility. That's how we remember things. That's how we are from our realities. I remember, I know the way a pen feels because I have felt a pen. I know the way f eggs taste because I have tasted eggs. I know the way I can type because I have typed before, right? So it's tangibility that helps us remember different things. Um, and each one of these feelings serve as a reference point that brings back, right, the taste of eggs. If I had a blind, t blind t taste test and I ate eggs, I would know I'm tasting eggs because of the flavor. I know what, I know I'm eating eggs because of the flavor, right? That serves as a reference point. So interestingly enough, right, to just to further the, the space argument, time is not tangible. We don't have a sense for, we, yes, we have an internal clock, right? If I asked you to memorize five minutes, many of us would like almost creepily accurately say when it's, when it's five minutes. Many people have really good internal clocks, right? But there is no actual physical uh, counterpart in us that has the, that, that can sense time, right? Time is not a tangible uh, part of our, the way we sense things. We don't record reality through time. We record reality through space, right? So here's an interesting, here's another intriguing point, right? Time is not tangible, but it is simultaneously purely physical. Two different, pretty much an oxymoron in a way, right? Time, when you think physical, you think something that you can physically interact with, right? So time is very physical, but Time is purely physical, right? One of the two, one of the uh, two super important counter or imperative counterparts to our reality, right? Two necessities that compose the way just our entire universe, right? So time, in a way, time is purely physical, but time is not tangible. So that removes a dimension. If time was tangible, that would make it two dimensional. But due to the fact that time is only understandable based on space that makes it one dimensional so for this reason that time is not tangible and the fact that space is we are, are we're always asking hey what time is it hey what time is it oh it's a quarter past noon right we rarely are we seen asking where are we where where are we going what's going on right or what's to describe the scenery Right, because we don't have a sense for time, we have a sense for scenery. So, um, you know, that is a so that that's that's a really interesting point, 
And here we're about to conclude off with uh, another topic. But before we do, I want to another, take a, uh, a brief sponsor break. All right, so thank you, and we are back. So we see that the that the world we see as human beings we see the world as 4D or 7D right there there are different interpretations different interpretations right seven directions right up down sideways uh, or left right in other words diagonal I mean whatever um, seven dimensional or 4D right we can uh, see feel touch right but uh, the world sees us as one dimensional. Okay, this is this is a little bit of a of a harder topic, right? We see the world as 4D. So from human to world, from internally to externally, we perceive the world in a 4D or seven-dimensional fashion. That means we experience everything seven-dimensionally. But due to the fact that we can only be in one place and one time, the world sees us as 1D. Okay, the world is composed of space and time which is unlimited but we can only be at one place in one time this makes us one-dimensional beings right we are one-dimensional the world sees uh, we see the world as 4d the world sees us as one-dimensionally is one-dimensional it's 1d because we can only be in one place in one time now uh i don't know really know how this is going to come off uh, but um, I kind of drew a little bit of something here, right? So I pictured a a human looking out and seeing the world, right? Seeing clouds and rain and nature and and a bird, right? And everything, right? So we look at the world as seven D, but we are only in one place in one time. We are locked in the present. But I drew a different picture with a globe and depicting. A clock behind someone running on the road right we can only be in one place in one time and the world sees us as one dimensional right now if you want to if you want to say that you know any uh, that's two third i never mind uh so it is a gift that we are that you know many people perceive it no oh, i hate being in this moment I, I i don't want to be right now i hate my reality right now right so if only i can teleport back to blah 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 right if only i can be here if only i can be there right so it, in a way there is a there is an understandable desire not to be in the present moment but it is a gift that we are in the one dimensional it is a gift that we are in a way locked and only or exclusively present in the present really uh so it is a gift that we are in one dimension because this cheapens because have had we had the ability to move between different points in time and space for example if i told you i wanted to go to to uh 1700 uh europe that would cheapen the present moment to another dimension it would make it just as significant as 1600 spain 1800s China that would make it equally uh, that would make it equally important there is no emphasis on the present moment then there is nothing that that uh, dignifies the present moment over or, or would make one choose the present moment over a different point in time there's no it makes no difference um, so now we come to ask to just to close here because of this you know we kind of see the emphasis put on the present moment because the because of the fact that we cannot move out of the 
our own one place and a one time, right? We can because we cannot evade this one dimensional nature. We cannot leave, right? We are locked in. We because of this, right? We can learn the the importance and the emphasis and the value put on to the present moment that we cannot leave, right? There is a certain emphasis and there is a certain value put on the present moment that cannot be escaped nor evaded. However, we kind of see that, you know, whoever our creator is, right? God, I believe, but there are many authors who don't, right? That our creator puts emphasis on the present moment, that there is value in the present because of this one-dimensional lock. And uh, with that, we, we close. So again, thank you very much for listening. All your support helps. Be sure to tune in daily for new episodes of Existential.